Hi everyone, my name is Iman and welcome to episode number seven of Pre-Dental Talk presented by Crack DAT. Today we are joined by Tyler and Terrell who are dental students at Tufts University in Boston, but they also run the Future DDS YouTube channel, uh, which is something I've personally been watching as I prepare for applications and interviews. So they were great guests. They answered lots of questions about studying for the DAT, interview advice, application advice, and just their journey so far through dental school and everything like that. So that's great. Furthermore, they have agreed just like Dr. Lee to come and do an Instagram live AMA session with us. So if you're interested in asking them some questions, um, follow us on Instagram at crack.the.dat and follow them underscore future DDS on Instagram and stay posted. And we will have that AMA session sometime in the next week. Uh, potentially the 11th but uh, if you follow us you'll definitely know the exact date so without further ado i'm going to hand it off to these two guys and we will begin the interview if you guys want to quickly just introduce yourselves give the floor to you too so uh, my name is tyler brown i'm from atlanta georgia um i got my undergraduate degree at howard university um and then i got my master's at bear university in miami and and now I'm up here in Boston. Yeah. And my name is Terrell Friday. I am originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I went to undergrad at Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. And then I got my master's degree at Barry uh, in Florida with Tyler. And then now we're, we're here at Tufts. So, yeah, man. Long ride. <laughs> yeah, long ride, but we're almost at the finish line. So it feels good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd love, obviously, for this podcast, would love to get into everything from, you know, some pre-dental stuff, the DAT interviews, and and then your dental school experience, especially Tufts too, um, you know, all the way through your podcast. So maybe the first thing I'd probably ask um, is when you guys got together and you guys met each other, you know, you, you became close. But so who, who had the multimedia background or was this kind of who had the idea to start the podcast? Did you guys have any previous experience or, or how did that all come together with, with your education and such? Um, so it, it actually happened like really organically. Um, neither one of us were really into YouTube. Neither one of us really had like an Instagram really brand or plat platform that we were building at the time. But we both had an idea that we kind of wanted to figure out a way where we could reach back and kind of set up some type of big brother, big sister situation or some type of enrichment type of situation where we're helping people through the pre-dental process. You know, um, uh, Tyler was talking to one of his friends about, you know, doing something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you were talking, yeah, you were talking yeah. to Stefano. <laughs> Um, you know, in the living room about something. I was talking on, on my phone to someone in my room and we were literally having the same conversation. So I'm, I, I get off the phone, I'm like, hey, Tyler, we got to do this. We have to do it. So I literally just set up the, the phone. And, I think we shot right then. Yeah. We yeah. shot like the first a pilot. Yeah, the first video right then. <laughs> yeah. So we, we shot the first video then and uh, we didn't really know what it would turn into uh, at all. We just knew it was something that we wanted to do. So we, we did that, um, kind of set up the website and all, and we officially started shooting the first week of dental school when we got to Tufts. So that's kind of when it got the got the ball started rolling and uh, we kind of figured it out from there, yeah, man. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. And definitely uh, wanna to, want to touch upon some of those things in the future, especially with Tufts and everything, but maybe just take a step back at the beginning, you know, because you know, our, our podcast is talking to a lot of pre-dental students as well. And, and people are, some people are going through the DAT now. So to start with that, maybe if you guys can go back in time and think about what was your experience in the DAT? Like, what was the hardest section for you guys? And, and would you have any advice uh, for anybody taking the test right now? 
Yeah, so I um the DAT was not fun. It, it never <laughs> is. Never fun. Um, but with that being said, I think that you know a couple of pieces of advice that I think we always give to people. One, if you have the ability to really lock in and just focus on the test, then do that. You know, and we understand that some people have to work a job, or we understand that people have other obligations. But if you're able to really, really drop everything for two months and lock in on that test, because that test. Um, is probably the, the biggest uh, determinant of you, if, if you're going to get into school or not. So it's kind of like, why not invest two months into this major aspect of your application? Another major thing that we always try to tell people, make sure that you are working on the things that you can control. So what does that mean? Um, there are certain subjects on the DAT that you literally just you don't know what it's gonna be. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by that, reading comprehension, you don't know what type of article you're gonna get. Granted, you can read all the science articles that you want, but in the grand scheme, you just don't know what they're gonna throw at you. Oh. Another section, um, bio, random, random. <laughs> I mean, I think I might've had a plant, I think I might've had a plant bio section, and I think you might've had an anatomy one. Super random, but what can you focus on? Okay. There's only so many um, organic chemistry roadmaps mm -hmm. that you can that they can ask you. So therefore, memorize all of them, max mm -hmm. that out. General chemistry. There's only so many subjects they can really test you on. So you might as well max that out. Um, and even math, the math section, cognitive reasoning, knock that out. There's only so much they can ask you. Um, and then with regards to PAT, that's just diligence mm -hmm. and, and putting in the work and practicing over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, with the DAT, I definitely feel like it's it's one of those things that you will get the result um, you want if you put in the work. I'd, uh, I'd have to agree. Um, the PAT is, is just interesting because it's something that no, pretty much no pre-dent has ever like done exactly. anything like that before. Unless maybe you were a math major, you might have worked a lot with angles or like, you know, just kind of reasoning stuff like that. But for the most part, it's, it's something so unique that you have to just give it so much time and dedication uh, in order to do well in that section. Um, other things I would say is just like a big key for me was just drilling questions, like doing a lot of practice tests and doing it under time constraints. Cause doing questions is cool. You can always like just brush up on material doing questions, but give yourself 45 minutes to do the bio section, give yourself an hour to do this orgo section. And what I did was if, you know, it breaks out that you can do what 60, it's like 60 questions in 45 minutes. I'll give myself 35 minutes to do it instead of 45 minutes so that I know in the actual test, even if I take an extra 10 seconds per question, I'm good, you know? So uh, do little things like that. <clears throat> the biggest issue I think, or the biggest section that was a problem for me was uh, was either between the PAT or the chemistry, just because I didn't really like chemistry personally. Um, the bio was kind of kind of random, but with bio, I kind of just got like the, the gist of everything because it was so broad, it's like, get the, the super high yield things you can and from there kind of pick up as many as many details as you can through throughout that but i think that's that's pretty much all i would do for the dat is just grill questions yeah yeah there's there, there's a lot of great stuff in there and Terrell, you were mentioning the pat and, and the one thing i mentioned when i i uh, i talked about the pat is i like to say the p it stands for practice because there's just like you know you're like you said you're unaccustomed to those kinds of questions you just got to keep drilling it and uh you were saying tyler about um, kind of having that two-month window if you can. And that's something I was thinking about this summer because uh, that was my plan. But I also had the dental school applications right in the middle of it. And that really derailed my, like, I didn't realize how much the personal statement took 
you know, I was rewriting drafts and drafts and having other people edit it come back to me. So uh, definitely, you know, that's, that's a great piece of advice as well. So, so awesome. And, you know, guys, this is kind of what I'm talking about in terms of these two guys, Future DDS, you really should go check out their YouTube channel and, and follow them on socials because, you know, they interview so many dental students with all these kinds of great advice. And, and so we're going to be talking on this podcast, but um, Tyler and Terrell have also graciously agreed to make an appearance with us uh, for an Instagram live AMA session. Uh, we're going to try to schedule that. The date is not finalized yet, but it's hopefully sometime mid-November or so. Um, so everybody listening, you know, keep, keep posted on that. You know, if you have any questions for these two, um, they'll be happy to answer. So uh, that being said, Leo, let's move on to our, our next question. Um, probably after the DAT, you might be doing your application in interviews. Um, so do you have any general advice on, on that subject? Um, yeah, so, so for the application and interview section, I'd say one of the biggest things that we, you know, we kind of tend to stress is making sure you're becoming more than just a, a, a name on the paper. Um, so kind of letting people know about your story outside of the traditional application, whether that's calling and talking to an admissions director, someone in admission, sending an email, setting up a Zoom call, like try to build that network, even the students, students know who you need to get in touch with in these admissions departments and mentors and different things like that. So build your network up, especially if you have a short list of schools that you know you want to go to. So I think that's one of the biggest things you have to do is have a game plan going into it. Make that short list, uh, maybe pick a few schools that are like reach schools, um, you know, kind of mid-range schools where you feel competitive and then a couple schools maybe that you feel like you're a shoe in. Um, and then go from there. Once you go from there, I think you just kind of can can build from there. But I think that's the, the good foundational starting point. Yeah, no, I think uh, Terrell articulated it well. Whereas, you know, I think as you get into dental school, because everybody listening to this is going to get into dental school. For sure. But you're going to really recognize that connections do mean a lot. And, you know, with our with our series, the uh, Future DS Dental School Experience Series, we kind of gave you all a mentor uh, for every single different school. And, you know, everybody we interviewed, they're very, very open to, you know, uh, questions and things of that nature. So, you know, if I was you all, I would get a list of schools, go see our videos, and there should be a contact information or what in the uh, description box. But if not, listen to their name, find them, ask them questions, and just see what they would do to, you know, increase your chance at their school. Um, because every school is different. Every school is definitely different. But with regards to the, the application and interviewing, another thing that we always try to tell people, you know, don't, don't lie. You know, and I, I think that, that that sounds very obvious, right? But if you put something on your application that, that wasn't as significant as you made it seem on your application, and then they ask you about it in the interview, if you start to stutter or, you know, if, you're kind of, oh, well, uh, you're just like talking like that. They're <laughs> yeah. going to know that you kind of uh, you you fabricated it. Yeah, just a little bit. It was a little bit fabricated. And we've seen that uh, work against people a lot. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, you know, uh, granted, I doubt there'll be in-person interviews for a while, but um, don't make yourself notice if that makes sense. Stand out, ask questions, you know, don't be a fly on the wall. We understand that everybody's nervous, but you know, the, the last thing that you want to do is be forgettable because realistically, everybody's a bio major. Everybody's a chemistry major. Everybody has a good DAT. Everybody has a GPA. You need, you need to speak up and you need to show that your personality, um, you know, is one that would be um, 
great for a dentist shoe. And that, that does not mean be annoying. You know, we all know those people who, who talk too much and are, are kind of boisterous with their, the way that they do things, but don't be that person, but make sure that people understand your presence um, and show them who you are as a person. Awesome. Awesome. So I know, you know, you guys ultimately both went to Tufts. So I was wondering in terms of after, when you were doing that, you know, interview process and Terrell, you were mentioning about, you know, networking is so important and, you know, getting to know people. Like, were you taking that attitude with every school in your list? First of all, maybe I should ask, you know, how big were your lists? How, like how many schools you applied to? And, and do you kind of take that attitude with all of them? Or were there just a certain few schools that maybe you put an extra push? I would love to hear about like how you prioritize that, that application list and everything. Um, well, yeah, so I'll speak for myself. My list was way too big, you know? I think I had, I think I applied to maybe like 21 schools. And, and the crazy thing is I didn't submit secondaries to half of them because I just didn't have the money. Um, you know, I think that's something that we as, you know, you know, it's a lot of money and you have to keep this in mind. Uh, but I mean, honestly, I didn't go this route with regards to networking, things of that nature because I just didn't know about it. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. even, that was a thing to reach out to people. And, you know, before I got into school, I thought that was kind of off limits. So I didn't make the attempt to reach out and talk to admissions counselors. Granted, you know, luckily I knew somebody, but I didn't make that extra effort um, that we encourage people to do now because, you know, we, we have seen success stories where people will just, hey, go to different impression day programs or, or just reach out to different faculty members. And when their time comes, you know, they'll go up for the interview. They might be getting lunch with the dean or something just yeah. based off of the relationship that they have with somebody at that school. So um, granted, I didn't do it, but if I could talk to my younger self, which we're trying to do now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. in the audience, I, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was blessed. And I was fortunate enough to have like a mentor that put me in a, into a lot of positions where I was able to meet a lot of like admission directors, be at a lot of conferences, you know, um, if there's an impressions day, you know, uh, I, you know, I found out about it. I was able to get there and, and, you know, see a school, tour school, meet the faculty. So I was able to actually meet a lot of the people at the schools that I was interested in. Um, I was fortunate, you know, and, and able to do that, being able to do that. I know a lot of people, you know, it's hard to just hop on a flight, especially now to go visit a school or to go, you know, go to an impressions day, visit a program. So it is a bit more difficult, but it's still very doable, you yeah. know? Mm. Um, I think I think that's a big thing. I and think with Zoom. Yeah, with, with Zoom, Zoom now, too. like you can you can easily set up like a lunch call, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and now they have Zoom impressions days. They have Zoom, you know, uh, conferences, idea conferences, different things like that, where you can actually still get in touch with these people. So there's a lot of different outlets. Um, I think when I was building my list of schools, I was looking at more so things outside of like the or like the baseline things for dental school. At dental school, you're gonna get a certain education. Dental school, you're gonna get like you know, you're gonna have a certain, you know, you're gonna have other classmates. Obviously, there's certain things that are constants, you know. Uh, different things are like city. Where do you wanna practice? Or where do you wanna to go to school? Do you wanna experience a new city for these four years before you go back home or come home or whatever? So make a list of priorities that are, are things that are important to you. You know, is it cost? You know, would you prefer to pay more to, to live in a place where you might get a bigger class or you might get uh, more state-of-the-art dentistry you're learning more state-of-the-art dentistry or would you rather pay less and go somewhere where you'll actually be doing more procedures but you may not have access to as many specialists at your school so it's a lot of different things that like and granted i didn't necessarily think of it as in depth as i probably should have at the time because i just didn't know but looking back on it i did do a little bit of that and 
the the biggest take homes I would say is like find a city you're gonna enjoy being in because you're gonna be there for four years. Find a place where you know tuition is an issue. Find somewhere it's gonna get you a scholarship or it's not as expensive. Um, and you know if you know you want to specialize, like look for a place that has a lot of specialty. But if you don't want to specialize, then maybe look for a place that you know doesn't have any specialty, so you can try everything. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I just want to follow probably on a couple of things that were mentioned there. So Tyler, first, I know you said you mentioned you, you applied to 21 schools. So do you think both of you maybe what's, is there a right number? Is it different for other different people or, or do you think they're like looking back on it now is like what you should do with it in terms of the number of schools you apply to? I only did five. So, so I was another, like, I, was, I only did five to an extent. I think I probably could have done a few more, you know, just to have more options, but I kind of knew where I wanted to be. So it wasn't that big as it is. And see, I think that's where, you know, the difference was. I think Terrell was a little bit more confident when he had applied. Um, when I applied, I granted, I had to go do the master's program because of like a freak situation, but I had gotten in um, the year before. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, when I was applying, I was almost just kind of like, oh, I just want to go anywhere, anywhere that will accept me, I'll go. And that's why I kind of committed to 21 schools. But realistically, if I had gotten into, you know, X school, would I have really wanted to go? Would I really have been happy? Um, mm -hmm. And probably not, you know, especially now that I know what I know with regards to how much, like Terrell said, location matters. Um, there, so many things matter in dental school. I can confidently say that if I had gotten accepted and went to some of the schools on my list, I would have not been happy. But, you know, I think it was just one of those situations where, I don't say I was, I don't want to say I was desperate to get into any school, but you know, I, I, there's a mentality with a lot of pre-dents that, you know, oh my gosh, it's such an honor for me to get into dental school when you should really think about it the other way and kind of think of it like, hey, you know what, I'm a hardworking, um, you know, pre-dent, mm -hmm. I'm going to make a great dentist, I need to find a school that I know can bring the best out of me yeah. and will appreciate me being there, if that makes any sense, so just just know your worth as a pre-dent um, because you still, you matter, you know? And I think a lot of us, especially while we're applying, we're just so um, vulnerable, yeah. you know? Because <laughs> we just want to get in so bad, but definitely know your worth and um, don't just go anywhere because yeah. that's not, that's not the move, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, just to agree, it's just like, uh, I think when I, when I applied, uh, like, so I applied twice. I applied to the dental school twice. The first time I applied, I was really unsure of me being able to get in. So I only applied to schools where like, I thought if I, if I got in, like it was a blessing and thank God I'm in. So the second time around, I made more of a list of, you know, schools that I, I really wanted to go to that was like my perfect choice. Another school that I felt really strong about being able to get in and I really wanted to go there. And then a couple of schools where it was kind of a longer shot. And then one school I knew I, I figured like, I, I felt like I would get in. Um, and it just had so happened that my number one choice was the one that accepted me first. So I didn't really have to go through a lot of the, you know, the yeah, 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 mm -hmm. the, the interviews, the flying around, the anxiety of, am I going to get that acceptance or not? So in the working out. Well, that's, that's really cool. Both. Well, first of all, to hear both of your perspectives on, you know, applying a couple of times and, and finally getting into the schools that you wanted to and, and just the different experiences you guys have had, because, you know, I've done two other interviews with dentists and both of them, only applied to like I think one of them applied to two schools and the other one applied to one school maybe even so um, and then you go online and all these people are applying to you know a dozen plus schools so it's really great you know I think you know hear these different stories for everyone out there you know I think everyone's process is different and that's definitely something 
that you know you'll learn if you, if you watch the the videos that you guys do and that's kind of what i wanted to talk about as well because you know uh terrell you're talking about like the, the importance of like networking and, and being able to go to these different like impressions days etc and, and now if they're doing virtually it's almost in a way more accessible i mean obviously experience isn't the same but at least now you don't have to worry about traveling far away you can attend these events virtually which is pretty cool um so i think both of you have logged many hours um in front of webcam interviewing with people granted it's a bit different from dental school interviews but i was wondering if there's any skills or any lessons that would translate to people going through virtual in, uh interviews right now okay so i'd say some things i learned from uh from doing virtual interviews is okay so a big thing with us is the first season we did our interview series uh dental school experience series uh it was very more freeform open-ended and the conversations tend to be a lot longer and more so geared to like the personality of the person instead of as i guess cut and dry with like details of the school more so and i think that with the second the second time we were a lot more concise so when i say that i say know what type of conversation you're trying to have with whoever you're contacting with your con you can get in touch with the student you guys can have a zoom call facetime call text do whatever you want to you know as long as you're like getting that networking you're kind of like you're, you feel comfortable you know and how you guys are exchanging and and conversing but then you have the admissions directors you have uh maybe someone who works in admissions where you might just email them and get in touch with the a director let them know hey i need this much time 15 minutes i would like to talk about xyz so that they know exactly what you're you you want to get in touch with them about and they know they expect how long it should take to talk because if you just say oh i want to talk to you hey I, can we talk you know it's on thursday it's like for how long i don't know i have a meeting is it worth it are you even applying they don't know anything about you so it'll allow you to know allow them to know more about you and you'll set the parameters of like what the conversation should be it just kind of puts a better uh a better foot forward you know when you're when you're presenting yourself so i would say that still like even though zoom like put your best foot forward because the whole landscape of this dentistry world is changing and no one necessarily knows what it is but from what we've experienced i think that's key is like letting people know exactly what the terms of the engagement are going to be so that they can prepare as well as you know you guys can know that you are successful through the talk you know what i mean 100 like keep it short like you said you know a, a lot of admissions directors they don't have 45 minutes to an hour. Granted, they might stay on for that long, but I think it's an easier sell. Hey, can I get 15 minutes of your time versus an hour of your time? You're gonna want to talk. That's yeah, the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> so just know what you're gonna say. Um, another thing, kind of like backing off what Terrell said, um, you have the ability while you're going through these interviews to control the conversation. And granted, I know that you don't think you do, but you do. And and honestly, that might be even a refreshing take um to the interviewer. You know, if you're the one who's kind of leading the conversation, you ask them questions about themselves or or you find out something about a city, the city that you're going to, the city that the school is in, you know something about the city. Hey, I've heard about Joe's Crab Shack. I don't know. Is, is it good? <laughs> but just be personable. Um, another thing, uh, just some like a little thing to keep in mind, your air conditioning, right? So a lot of the times, because we always hear things, um, we don't understand how loud they are, right? And so that air conditioning that might be right above you, that vent is humming while you're on your interview. It's humming. And granted, you 
you don't hear it because you're used to it, but it's being picked up on your computer. So you want to make sure that you, it sounds crazy, but it's getting cold, so you'll be fine. But um, <laughs> turn off that AC, turn off that heat for that, that good 30 minutes, however long it is. Um, and, and, and really just present yourself. Make sure you don't have anything in the back um, and smile. You know, I, we understand that, you know, you're nervous, yeah. um, but, but smile, let them know, you know, you're a cool person, like I said. It, even crack a joke, maybe. I don't know. Just don't be stale. Don't, don't be stale. Yeah. Well, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just saying, we're sitting on Zoom all day now. So it's just like, you can either turn into uh, another Zoom call or you can, you know, be refreshing. You exactly. know, make it a refreshing experience. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No, Tyler, when you were talking about AC for a second, I thought you were going to go with the route. Um, at my last interview, actually, it was a little hot in here and I looked under, I had like a huge pit stain. Luckily I had a, a jacket over it. So I thought that was the route you're going, but uh, oh, yeah. that's actually really good advice too. I didn't even think about the noises and everything, you know, it might be ambient noise. You don't really realize. So that's great too. Um, yeah. So that, that's awesome. Um, you know, obviously I actually have, you know, a ton more questions. I don't want to kick this interview too long. Uh, you know, because I know your guys' time is valuable. And the great thing about this is that we're going to have another conversation on Instagram Live, which is really cool. Um, so students, even uh, people who are listening, if you have questions for these two lovely gentlemen, you can, you know, put them in then and we can uh, discuss more that that time. But I do want to have, have a couple more things I want to talk about now. So for sure, um, one thing is you guys both ended up at Tufts. So I just kind of wanted to hear what is unique about Tufts? What, why did you choose the school? Um, and obviously, both you guys are from the South, I think, right? So what, you guys came up to Boston, that's pretty, no, not really? Yeah, Baltimore, I guess, no, Baltimore's not. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So a little further South. I don't know, I was in DC, I was in DC last summer, and that was like the most humid, like I, you know, it's humid here, but it took it to another level over there. So yeah, yeah, if you guys tell me, tell me about uh, the city and the school and why you guys are enjoying it there. Um, yeah, uh, Tufts is awesome. You know, I think that, you know, one of the main things about Tufts, which, okay, so the class size is so large, right? And I think that some people look at that as a negative, but what you can also do is kind of flip that on the side and say, you know, it's a positive because we have so much diversity within our class. Um, and granted, of course, we are not able to see our classmates the way we used to when we were all in the lecture hall or whatever it may be. But, um, you know, really making a lot of genuine connections with Granted, of course, not everybody, but, you know, we're on a first name basis with 200 future dentists, you know, and, and everybody is of good heart. So it's just awesome being able to learn from everybody. Our faculty, you know, very, very, very helpful, you know, and I think it's more so, it's, it's a weird thing up here in Boston because granted, we both thought that coming to Boston, people will be more, more cold. Uh, it just being the North in general, but uh, everybody, all of our faculty have been extremely, extremely helpful and just super nice. And like literally will stay with you for however long you need them to. So that was a huge plus. Another thing that I'm sure uh, will come back into a turn whenever uh, everything kind of settles down with COVID, but um, Tufts really is huge on um, global service learning. So, uh, there was a lot of different opportunities to go to different countries. I went to Peru last, uh, was it last summer? Last summer, um, and had a great experience helping out a community out there. Um, and, and that's another great thing about uh, Boston and Tufts in general. Granted, we are a very expensive school, but with that, you have so many opportunities, a lot of opportunities. You can do, you know, whatever you want. And what I mean by that, you know, we've had community outreach programs where we've been able to pass out hundreds of toothbrushes 
I didn't pay. I don't think he paid. Uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Tough. But 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 you know, <laughs> being able to us being able to you know create these activations, these different campaigns within the community. Um, that's just another huge plus that Tufts has done. And my last thing about Tufts. Um, think about it. We've we have a uh, a YouTube channel. We're we're filming within the school. Of course, not a clinic, but you know we're going up and down the hallways, talking to different classmates, and everybody has been so supportive. When realistically, they didn't have to be. You know, our entire trajectory of a channel could have gone the other way. You know, they could have been like, hey, you know what, you all, we don't want you all talking about whatever on your channel the way you all do. Granted, all positivity, but you know, with they could have not been as supportive, and they have been. Completely, you know, um, our dean has talked to us and you know, uh, congratulated us and just had a whole bunch of conversations with us. Uh, the mission director at Tufts has been extremely open to helping us, um, and even our classmates. You know, our classmates have always been there, really supported, and uh, and really came along the journey with us. So it's really a big family here at Tufts, and uh, I think that's one of the the big things uh, or big attractions to the school for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to, you know, I have to agree with a lot of that. Uh, honestly, I didn't even, I didn't apply to Tufts the first time I applied to school because I just, honestly, I had never heard of Tufts. You know, just it being up in Boston, I, I just never really been attracted to coming up to Boston for school. Um, but after, you know, doing a lot more research, uh, again, like I had, a, I had a great mentor that put me in touch with people, um, you know, that happened to be working at Tufts at the time when I was applying. So, you know, making sure I had a good support system and structure was something that was big for me in a school. And I felt that, you know, talking to people uh, at the school, other students that were at the school before before applying, you know, coming to visit, doing an impressions day or doing like a, a symposium weekend, um, different things like that, where I was able to like see more of the culture, see how everyone was involved with pretty much everything from the top down from the dean to the deans and admissions to the students, to the faculty, you know, all these people are involved with, you know, like Tyler said, going on the trip. All these people are involved with give uh give his smile day. All these people are involved with putting on uh as the you know as the pre-dental day. Like everyone is involved in, you know, helping one another, building the brand of Tough, helping each other with projects that we have. We're not the only two people at Tough doing things. You know, there are students that have initiatives, recycling initiatives, green dentistry initiatives, travel initiatives, like anything with domestically within the community as well as abroad. So I think them being very student-centric, giving us a platform to not only become really good dentists, but also become great like community leaders as well as, you know, if you want to be a YouTube star, if you want to do, you know, if you want to do research, like they literally have any research that you want to do, you know, psych research, public health research, anything. So it's just the opportunities that that they provided uh, to us, uh, pretty much the springboard that they provided to us um you know heading into our career i think that's what's what set us set tough apart for me uh when i was making my decision on which school to go to awesome awesome actually so the first episode that we did for this podcast was with uh the associate director of admissions at tufts uh miss jillian anzavino and and that's one thing she stressed was the the sense of community at tufts and it's really cool to hear that you know maybe your classmates are supporting your channel and and there's so many different people doing different things at the school and that kind of ties into the, the next question I kind of had about, you know, you guys are obviously dental students, but you're also running a YouTube channel. So I was just wondering how you guys find that balance and, and you know, is the, the time commitments with this? And if you're doing pursuing other things outside of these two things in school, um, how you keep that up 
uh, I would love to hear about how you manage that kind of thing. And uh, a lot of, so it's a lot of uh, just planning. I think, I think a towel is probably, I'm not gonna lie, towel is probably the best <laughs> pre-planner I've seen, you know, just like really getting everything laid out. But um, honestly, you gotta make sacrifices that other students don't have to make at times. Like when other students are finished studying and going to get a beer, going to get, watch the game, stuff like that, we might be sitting back might watch the game, but we might be writing a script at the same time, or we might mm. be having a meeting, you know, here and while other people are going to dinner and meet up with them later. So the little things where, you know, you got to have a good balance. You have to find the balance of doing things that you want to do versus doing things that you have to do. Um, but at the same time, you do have to, you have to commit the time to make sure and it, succe it succeeds or it will fail, you know, and that's what anything, that's what anything. So doesn't need your time for preps, doesn't need your time for studying, doesn't take, doesn't need your time for whatever hobbies you have. And then with the free time, you can do what you want, you know, so. Yeah, and, and like Terrell said, it's really all about sacrifice. I mean, it, there's been a lot of trial and error <laughs> with uh, all of this, you know, um, but we both do have so much going on with Future DDS and outside the dental school, you know? And so um, I, I say this to everybody, especially when you're doing extra things outside of dental school, dental school or just being within this four years has really taught us how much you could get done in a day, you know, and, and even the little things with studying, right? You can either study with music, with the TV on for three hours, or you can learn to, you know, cut those distractions, do that same amount of studying in one hour and then have two hours to do something else. Um, it really does put you in a productive mindset being in school. Um, and yeah, another thing, like whatever you do, do you have to be passionate about it. And like, you know, we've been passionate, you know, with Future DDS. And I think luckily we've um, been able to, to see how much it's helped people. And that's really what's fueled um, the tank with regards to us continuing to go because it's a lot, you know, it really is a lot. But like I said, throughout the times, we've gotten more efficient. Um, even if, I mean, granted, um, people might've not noticed, but the first season, of the uh the interviews the dental school experience series terrell and i did them together pretty much a lot of them yeah, right yeah. we were just there talking doing this doing that and then we said you know what let's get more efficient with this process and so we had set up a system the second year um instead of us exactly instead of us you know reaching out to everybody and saying hey so what time works for you and that whole scheduling process took so long we said you know what let's set up a system where people can go in click the time that they want us like want to do the interview um, and then when we wake up, yeah, we wake up, what's on the schedule today? Okay, cool. Little things like that, just to make things more efficient. Um, and, and yeah, I think you just have to be able to sacrifice and understand that like, you're not going to be able to do everything your friends are doing because they're not doing what you want to, what you're doing, if that makes any yeah. sense. No, it definitely makes sense. And it's definitely cool to hear. I mean, especially for people, you know, a lot of people who are in this pre-dental stage like me or, or even in dental school and they're thinking about, you know, what else you want to do with your day. And it seems like you guys have really, you know, set up a system and, and are doing well with your channel. And um, so, you know, starting to wrap it up here, maybe one thing I would ask is just in terms of uh, your future plans with future DDS and uh, your dental school. And, and after that, I'd just love to hear what you guys have planned in the future. Um, so with Future DDS, we have something something very major coming soon. Um, coming very soon. Coming very soon. <laughs> we are we are working hard. Um, I think that's another great thing about Future DDS. We're able to, to try out a lot of things, you know. So 
Um, we tried doing the interview series. That was that worked out. That was yep. great. You know, we tried other things that didn't work out as well. But um, you know, we're, we're working on this a new passion project that we think that everybody is going to enjoy. Everybody is going to be able to utilize. And I think once we do that, that's going to introduce the next wave of future DBS. I'm trying to say it, but not really say it. But y'all will see soon. Um, very, <laughs> very soon. Very, very soon. soon. We got we got a lot of stuff cooking up. It's so on the way. it's on the way. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just kidding. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's coming soon. But um, honestly, I think that you know, it's just obviously our perspective is going to change, start changing, becoming dentist. So it's not that future DDS is going to be gone. Obviously, it's not going to be going anywhere. But it, our hand in it might change a bit more. So we're definitely um. Definitely excited about about the future the future direction of things. Uh, for us, well, for me myself, I'm looking, uh, you know, heading looking towards graduation now, man, and looking towards the, the next phase. I don't necessarily, I'm not looking to specialize at the at the moment. So, uh, you know, finding an associate position is the next step for us or for me, uh, definitely, uh, without a doubt. But um, definitely, I'm sure Tyler too, just like finding an associate position and really trying to develop what type of dentist we want to be. Because right now, you know, we're dental students. And right now, we kind of have everything that we need. Now we just have to start putting it all together and developing our own uh, career philosophies and how we want to practice once we leave. Because after you leave, you can do everything. You don't have to do this many crowns. You don't have to do this endo. You don't have to do that. You can do what dentistry you want to do. So defining, defining the dentist that, um, you know, I want to be and kind of trying to find the perfect situation to become that dentist that's that's the thing like i'm having the vision in mind but just trying to find that perfect situation that's the that's the biggest thing for me right now and, and i'm pretty similar to Terrell in that that aspect whereas you know looking for associateship um and, and we both recognize the importance of the next step mm -hmm. so really just doing our research being strategic and being reflective i think like Terrell said knowing what type of dentist and granted we don't know holistically the type of dentist we want to be because we haven't done anything right. we haven't done implants we haven't done you know cosmetic procedures we haven't done any of that but you know at some point you do have to kind of recognize okay what type of lifestyle do i want do i want to you know do i want to go work in a community health center am i passionate about that am i okay with working six days a week or am i not do i want to work four days a week and then work on side projects for you know the rest of the week whatever it may be um and so i think right now we're really in this weird mix of like reflection and on top of that clinics getting back, you know, up to, you know, up to speed. So trying to balance all these different things while taking our licensing exams, while taking our boards, it's really like a, uh, this is like really like the fourth quarter. Yeah, like, everything's, everything's bubbling to the top, like right now, exactly, you know, exactly. a lot of things are starting to shake out. So we're just trying to be strategic and uh, make the best decision possible. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, we definitely look forward to seeing whatever that is coming soon. We will keep an eye on that. And, you know, for all the listeners, definitely check these guys out. And if you guys just want to shout out, um, is, it, is your Instagram page the same as your YouTube channel? It's just Future DDS or? So on YouTube or uh, Future DDS, uh, just type in Future DDS, look for the orange smile on Instagram, underscore Future DDS. And then our website is www.futuredds.com. Make sure you head there, add your name to the mailing list, and you will be one of the first to find out when we drop 100%. whatever's coming. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so definitely you know, keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on our Instagram page to crack the DAT to learn more about the next uh, Instagram Live Ask Me Anything session where 
Tyler and Terrell will be so there uh, to answer all your questions. I mean, I know I have some follow-ups. So I think I will be in attendance uh, and, uh, you know, firing away as well. So uh, thank you both so much for talking. I mean, you guys gave some great advice and, and you know, turn learn about Tufts a bit too. And uh, yeah, we definitely look forward to talking in the future. We sure. appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you so for much. having us. Yep.